Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, where today we will be continuing our discussion with the founders of the Amity app and Kopiri. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our thoughts and opinions are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions via our website at theworkingtoolspodcast.com. Hello, I'm very worshipful brother Matthew Apple, and I'm here with the, our very worshipful brother David Colbeth, who is, we are in uh, Masons in the state of Washington, and we have with us our, our other two usual hosts, worshipful brother Stephen Chung and right worshipful brother Trevor McEwen from the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon. And we have returning our guests, uh, Worshipful Brothers Michael Radigan and Jeremy Barnes of the Amity app fame. Uh, their names being trumpeted across the nation. So uh, we appreciate you guys coming back for another show and uh, discussing your app with us. Thrilled to be here. Sorry, I forgot what shirt I wore last time and I wore the same one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all juggled places on my screen, but other than that, everything looks very similar. In our last episode, we were, you guys had just touched on, um, you know, those dues cards and having uh, one dues card. Now, have you got all the concordant bodies on board with being able to do that? So for the record, I think that may have been actually after we stopped recording. So if you wouldn't mind uh, real quick explaining, explaining what your thought was. And, sure. And going from there. So the King Solomon's Pass, um, there, there are variations of the King Solomon's Pass technology. Um, we have grand jurisdictions that actually we've printed QR codes on physical dues cards. Uh, they've requested that. So each person gets their dues card. There's, there's a QR code on it um, and, and they use that and you scan it and you'll see your profile in real time. Uh, they also are able to use in some jurisdictions the actual app as the official status uh, or their dues card in New York uh, in the Amity app. It's the same same thing as the QR code in a way. but but through the form of the app. So not um, even carrying a card, just the app. Correct. Correct. Now, it, this is all depending on the jurisdiction that you're hailing from. Uh, you know, if your jurisdiction doesn't use that, then, you know, absolutely do not use that. You know, this is something that we constantly share and, and make sure that people are aware of. Um, but it is really helping a lot of people. And actually, it's helping a lot of the Masons that are in Central and South America, because they don't have, you know, the money sometimes for the dues card. Some of them do, but you know, this has been just a, a great technology for them to use uh, and for them to interact. And for any jurisdiction that does use it, um, you know, they can interact between one another, and and it's actually taking a lot of the process and and difficulty out of it. In 2021, the truth of the matter is, there's many dues cards that actually can be forged. And by the way, a dues card actually is imbued with the membership where if somebody is, is you know, expelled from the craft, they still have a physical card for a year and, and could, you know, go different places where when you use this real-time technology, it's in real time and you can see the person's status. So with all that said, you know, the, the, the next logical step is, hey, if we can now integrate, you know, and do real-time status for, for about 100 grand lodges around the world now, um, well, what, what about the appendant and concordant bodies, right? And, and the answer there is we are, we are well down the road talking with a number of them, uh, ranging from the grotto all the way down to D Malay. Um, and, uh, you know, we're excited to be rolling that out in, in the near future. 
uh, and uh, you know, getting getting rid of all the dues cards that we have in our pockets uh, that are giving us backaches. Jeremy, maybe you want to touch on uh, a bit of what's what's coming and how this all ties into that. Um, if you want, if you want to give a little gem on, on on what people will probably see shortly. Yeah, so so we're getting ready to release another app. Matter of fact, by by the time uh, you you hear this episode. Um, I, I'll either have jumped out a window or it'll be published. Um, maybe both. Uh, I, I'm only, I'm not too far from the ground over here. So, you know, um, but we're, we're adding quite a few features actually to Amity. One of them is what we're calling now near me. And so we're, we're moving to a map based search, uh, which, you know, will basically look like Google, uh, and, and have, you know, not only lodges, but appended bodies there. Um, but the other thing, you know, that we're really excited about is we're launching what we're calling the signet. The, uh, the Signet is the next generation of, of Masonic identification, uh, and it has the ability to leverage the King Solomon's Pass technology Michael was talking about in the form factor of a ring. And so, you know, what I'm wearing right now, uh, I know everyone's listening to audio, but, you know, I'm wearing a simple black ring, and it's got an NFC chip in it. And it's as simple as saying, let me tap my ring on a phone, you know, and, and David, to your point earlier, well, you know, you can use the app instead of your dues card. Well, what are you more likely to leave at home these days, your phone or your wallet? I would submit it's actually your phone. But the one thing that I can bet is you're probably going to walk out of the house with all your fingers. So if you've got a ring on, you don't even need your phone. Right. And that'll show off all of your memberships across the board. All you darn technology people. <laughs> we you know, we, little- we truly believe that Freemasonry <laughs> deserves this sort of technology. Absolutely. Well, we, we talked about in the previous show about how some people will be willing to embrace the idea of new things and new technology and some aren't. I mean, we're still having some people want to have that physical book still. And so you're trying to help them as well. But then there's the the new generations that are coming into masonry, which I think we're all agreeing that we're seeing droves of, of new guys, young guys coming in. And, and with concordant groups, the youth groups and stuff, they're going to want some cool stuff as well. So using their phone, absolutely. I, I don't know. I might leave my ring home, but I certainly won't leave my phone home. <laughs> and, and that's exactly the approach that people are taking these days, you know, and, and, and we've found that, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing anyone because obviously, you know, to me, the most important thing about Freemasonry is the in-person interaction, right? You can't get away from that. We're old school in that way. And, and nothing Amity will do can change that or should change that. And at the same time, you know, when you go and get investigated at a lodge that you haven't been to before, three out of the four things that you do are administrivia, right? Are you who you say you are? Are you from a lodge and a grand lodge that's regular and recognized, right? And is your membership active? That has nothing to do with whether or not you've received the degrees, like, and can you prove yourself, right? It's literally things that computers can do better than humans. Now, an app will never replace the rest of a Tyler's investigation, which we're all familiar with, and it never should. But if we can, you know, streamline the first part, give you, you know, verified clarity on whether or not this person in front of you is supposed to be standing in front of you to start with, well, then you know that you're on firm ground when you start to test him and you know you're not giving away any secrets in the test right i i got tested in one lodge in pennsylvania and the guy put me through all sorts of stuff that i didn't expect to be asked about and at the end he just he said you know we do things differently here in pennsylvania and i just wanted to see how you guys do it in washington 
<laughs> there I am swiping all this. It was a uh, yeah, it was interesting. Anyway, um, so just because I'm I'm slow, the the ring would work with anyone's device. Essentially, anyone calls up Amity and and you bring your ring near it, and it'll say yes or no. As long as it uses NFC technology, <laughs> you know, we have, you know, we do have those brothers out there that still have the first iPhone and we want to serve them as well. Um, unfortunately, they probably won't be able to use all of our technology just yet, but uh, it will as long as it has that the NFC capable technology. Which is most to, phones. Yeah, to put a fine point on it, the, the, the iPhone, um, I believe it was the eight, right? And now we're, we're just about to come out on the 13, right? So um, five years ago, the, the eight is what started on the iPhone side with NFC technology and Android had already integrated with it before then. So generally speaking, if your phone is, is less than four or five years old, you'll probably be good. Um, but again, as, as Michael said, you know, I mean, there's hundreds of devices out there and, and certainly some people like to keep their devices. And, you know, in, in that case, unfortunately, you know, modern technology requires modern technology. Um, so, so there will be some limits on who can use it. And, and to help people understand the I concept, and the most widespread use of it, I would say, is probably on credit cards and things like that. The chip on a credit card or a debit card is NFC, the idea of the NFC. So you you tap your card, it's a near-field communication, NFC is near-field communication. So it has to be close to it. So you'd tap your, or rest your the ring on the phone with the NFC activated, I assume with the Avenue app open, and then it would trigger that. that near I, either field or, actually, it'll, it'll, it'll pop open the app if it's okay. not open. Okay. Um, the, the other thing that a lot of people have experience with is, is if you're, if you work in an office setting and have a badge and ever use your badge to open a door, sure. that's the same sort of technology. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a transmission, the ring or the badge or the, the chip in the card isn't transmitting. It's just, uh, uh, I don't want to get into technology, but it's not transmitting. So you're not, you're not, uh, broadcasting anything when you're walking around or holding think of it, device. think of it like an easy pass. Right, your 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 easy pass or your 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 toll tag in your car is not constantly shooting out information to the world. You know, when you drive under one of the systems on on the highway, it beams down something and it bounces off your tag, and that's how it knows. It's the same thing. The only difference is, and and you know, people ask us occasionally, well, you know, can can somebody hack my ring? The the thing with NFC is you need to be within five centimeters, five to ten centimeters for it to work. So unless someone's just about wearing the same pair of pants as you are. You know, it's not like I can stand across the room and, and, and scan an NFC device. It doesn't work that way. So is this totally different from the technology that Bill Gates put in the chip in my sh when I got my COVID shot? Or is that? <laughs> no, this is actually our version, right? It's got a little spike on the inside and like, you know, we're giving vaccines and 5G while you're at it, right? Oh, dear Lord, dear Lord, no, no. <laughs> I, pr I probably shouldn't have said that. We're probably going to get a flag yeah, back. No, yeah, exactly. right, yeah, was, this, this show will not publish. Yeah. Did we mention <laughs> the media library? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Although uh, that's a that's a great segue, and and you know um, sometimes not even not even folks like you know what we we have available where we're going. Um, you know, Amity now has a media library um, where we have most of the blogs and, and podcasts. Or you uh, and, have an excellent podcast section, if I may say, it's that yeah. everyone should check out. And 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 what what I'm excited about, and I, you know, this is more for you than than the audience, so I'll keep it short. But um, you know, we're going to be able to to understand who is listening. You know, what Grand Lodges are listening to your podcast the most, right? And and again, it comes down to technology that exists and Masons don't have. There's no reason 
why we can't say, hey, what Grand Lodges does my Grand Lodge interact with the most? Yeah. No reason at all, except for the fact that we don't talk to each other. And that's Amity's goal. We want to help people communicate in a useful way. Yeah. And it, it's a whole lot quicker than uh, the current process we have, whereby uh, if I want to go visiting and traveling and, and uh, uh, go visit a lodge in, in another recognized jurisdiction, I have to uh, send Trevor an email and ask him to, no, actually, pardon me, I have to get my secretary of my lodge to <clears throat> send Trevor an email telling him Steve's going to go you know, to Timbuktu on Friday the 13th, and he wants to go visit ABC Lodge. Can I get a letter of introduction? And then that gets sent up to us, and I'm supposed to take that with me and hand it in person. Current That's process. exactly right. That's exactly so, right. So <laughs> I, I, we need to foot stomp something, right? And, and this, this becomes the protocol issue. So at its core, Amity is a reference tool. And if your Grand Lodge says that's the process that you need to follow, there is nothing that Amity can do to change your Grand Lodge's mind, right? And in that case, what we become, again, is a reference. And so you can you don't have to call the Grand Secretary and say, is there a lodge in Timbuktu, right? Now you can say, well, I looked at the lodge. I know I'm able to visit. Can you please give me a letter? Because I want to go to that lodge in Timbuktu, right? Um, yeah. But it's, you know, we get this question from Grand Secretaries and, and the answer is very simple we do not override any Grand Lodge's policies. If the Grand Lodge says, hey, you can do this, that's great. If not, we're a reference and, and, and stick to your policies. <laughs> right. Well, that, that is great well, to be able to look at a, an area if you're traveling or visiting somewhere and be able to look up a local lodge uh, in, in preparation for it. Yeah, I've never happened to cross a lodge and never happened to knock on a door and never happened to say hi to anybody when I was traveling. And yeah, that never happens. Right. Well, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, I was I was secretary of my lodge in Washington, D.C. for a couple of years. And, and um, you know, we I, perhaps we're at the at the bleeding edge of all of this because, you know, I can't tell you the number of times somebody from another country came in and was like, well, I had a meeting with the ambassador today and he canceled because he had to do something important, more important than me. And I saw you on the website, so I thought I would come by. And we're like, oh, God, it's 3 o'clock in the morning where your Grand Lodge is. How are we supposed to do this? <laughs> so, you know, but but again, that sort of technology, you shouldn't need to wake somebody up at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, if, if we can give that Mason's information to his Grand Lodge and the Grand Lodge just comes back with a yes or a no, like, that's easy. Or it should be. For the jurisdictions that choose to use it that way, it's it truly is a godsend. You know, but once again, you know, it's going to take time. I mean, it's taken us this this amount of time to get here. So, you know, we're we're ready to press on. And, and you know, who wants to use it? It's it's working for him. I've actually got a question for Trevor since he's in the Grand Lodge. So on a reverse situation, if if Steve, well, if I was coming to visit Steve's Lodge and I didn't have a letter other than a dues card or the the book or some other recognition, how would you know that I'm authorized to come at it? If okay. do I, would you assume that I should have a letter from my grand lodge? Okay. Hold on. <laughs> uh, if I, you're not in my jurisdiction. Um, 
Which way was this going again? I'm so, sorry. So Steve was going to go visit a lodge in Timbuktu, but he was going to have to get you, oh, you know, get a letter for you. Okay. Well, yes, he's going to get, get, a, get a letter yes. from you to say it's okay. So but Steve, what if somebody shows up at your door? Steve, How do you ever? Steve, you go to any jurisdiction in the world and walk into a lodge meeting, and I don't care. It's up to them to prove you. Mm-hmm. And if they want um, a letter, then you've got it. If they don't, it's the receiving lodge. Yeah, we don't care. We don't want you going to irregular ones, but when you're on the road, uh, we don't care. So that would so, 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 so that's technically, you, yeah. So okay, go ahead. Te- technically, when you're in someone else's jurisdiction, all of the pre work goes out the window. And technically, before you leave your jurisdiction, you're supposed to get a traveling certificate. Okay, so that we you are well received. <clears throat> We we don't issue. We don't necessarily issue uh, any travel documents. They're free to visit. Okay. It's up to the other jurisdiction. Same token, if someone visits here, then we have to confirm before they can visit our lodge. But we don't care where our members go. Interesting. Okay. British Columbia and Yukon. We give them something <laughs> to help them in their journey. We don't give them a required document. Okay. Yeah. Freemasonry yeah. is universal, and it is up to the Tyler and a committee to investigate and approve him in his work before they let him into their lodge. Mm-hmm. Not my business. Or, I should be more specific, not the business of the Grand Lodge of British Columbia and Yukon. So good to go back to your, your three o'clock in the morning idea. It's not so much that that well, you are trying to verify that, that he's a real Mason. He's, he's His dues are paid and whatever. He's a regular Mason. But it's up to you as the lodge and the Grand Lodge under that jurisdiction to determine his status. And you can you can facilitate that through the Amity app. Right. Well, and, and one of the things I, I think Michael mentioned it earlier, you know, the, the, the real-time nature of the Amity app, you know, and of course now the Acacia book that's printed on demand, uh, is is really what makes all the difference there. Uh, you know, again, pulling on my experience as a secretary, I've had that horrible experience of someone coming in literally from another country and saying, hey, you know, I was just raised, I'm a member of a new lodge in my jurisdiction, and I pull out the book and I go, you're not, I mean, you know, it, like it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, but like, sorry, the duck's not in the book. So, you know, I, I can't let you in. And And I mean that, you know, as a secretary who loves to have people visit my lodge, that was a horrible experience, you know, whereas, whereas what we're able to do now is if, you know, we'll pick on the Grand Lodge of Timbuktu again, you know, if even five minutes before they had added that new lodge to Amity, I can go look it up and immediately it's there. And, you know, vice versa, obviously, if, if the individual had gotten expelled and then gotten on a plane and five hours later showed up at my door, Right. We would know immediately that the dues card he was carrying is not valid. Right. So, again, these things like we've gotten so ingrained in we got to send all this paper all over creation when realistically computers can do this for us in a much more useful way. And it's not a secret of Freemasonry. (laughs) So there's nothing that's really changing. (laughs) So. By, by way of other other aspects of Amity, we um, you mentioned the the media section. There's another section for for well, there's another section for uh, MSANA bulletins. Is that correct? There are the short talk bulletins. There's subscriptions in there to to the short talk bulletins. 
Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're looking forward to adding more Masonic education in the future. Uh, but it's certainly uh, one of the other aspects that's been really great during COVID is Lodge of the Day. You know, there are lodges that are, you know, uploading photos, interior, exterior artifacts of their lodges. So Masons could actually travel and see different lodges, you know, without leaving the couch at home sometimes. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, we really like to put things like that within the app because now it's for the everyday Mason. Um, so all of these King Solomon's Pass and, and all of the, you know, the Acacia book, mostly for that is for Masons and leadership of grand jurisdictions. But we're really excited at connecting Masons and making possibilities, you know, come, come to life. Uh, I mean, the rest of the world has this information and, and we should be connected in the same way. I'll offer too, you know, in the last show, we, we talked a little bit about how, um, how Amity is funded, right? And, and, and the, the sort of perfect trifecta is perfectly illustrated with the MSA Short Talk Bulletins, right? So the money for the Short Talk Bulletin, if you were to subscribe, for example, does not go to Amity. Obviously, we collect it, but it goes to the MSA. Um, what you can do already, of course, you know, in, in, in the paper world is send the MSA a check or a credit card payment for $12 and they'll send you uh, every month a bulletin, you know? So basically a dollar per bulletin and 50% of that, 50 cents goes to mailing you that bulletin, right? What we're able to do, you know, we've partnered with the MSA and they've said, well, that $12 subscription can be $9.99. So you save money, right? The MSA gets more money because they're now delivering it to you electronically. They don't have to buy a stamp, right? And we get a small piece of it to cover the credit card fees and, and what have you. Uh, and so, you know, in a small way, it helps keep our lights on. And it's literally something that could not have happened without technology. Everybody wins, right? And it's not rocket science, but we looked at it and realized, hey, there's an opportunity here again to say the profane world does all this stuff. Why can't we? Trevor, I think I stepped on your, on your, you looked like you had a question earlier and I, I truck rolled right over you. So, nope. Oh, okay. Um, so in, uh, I've actually never looked at the MSA and a bulletins on there. Is it, are they the, like just the one there? What am I trying to say? Is it the history of the, the backlog of the, like, because they've gotten hundreds of those things, right? Or is it just the, the current one that you subscribe to that you get or how does it? So there's a couple pieces to it, right? So, so we've been uh, working with the MSA since about 2017. So the current uh, archive goes back to 2017. Um, we provide uh, the basically three months back is a free version, right? So if you'd like to just see the free version, great. You'll see it a couple months. It'll be a couple months old. No big deal. Um, if you'd like to, to, you know, license access to that perpetually, basically have all, always access to it in the app. Um, you can pay 99 cents uh, for an individual Bolton or $9.99 for a year's worth. Um, what we are, and this is maybe a couple months out, but what we are just coming around the corner from is uh, digitizing all 100 years of the MSA's bulletins. And so you'll actually be able to do a keyword search in the entire archive. So we're yeah, super excited like about that. There, this is the, the non-digitized version right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's, yep, exactly. Where th those are the, that's the text that we're working with. The, the, the updated um, professionalized text. Thank you to illustrious Brent Morris. And they have a great podcast too, by the way. Mm -hmm. The second Actually, greatest podcast. In the Sometimes. new, in the new app, we're now connecting the short talk bulletin podcasts with the, uh, with the actual individual um, text as well. 
Well, the the, the third most popular because uh, Robert Johnson was just on with St. John's, and they declared the he has the most popular, which I think by subscribe count, it probably is fair. Wait, but which one are we? Are we talking about? Whence came you? Whence are came we talking you? about the 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 um? No, I, I, I just the, enjoy the, the roundtable. We we were we. <laughs> He's a lot. I know this is going to be recorded, and so if Robert happens to watch that, I'm sure he watches every one of our shows with bated breath. Uh, if he happens to hear this, we were going to try to get him on our show at some point and, and talk with him about things. But he did a great presentation on esotericism, esoteric 101. I joke with Matt. I said, if this is 101, I don't know what the what, 300 and 400 level class is about because we. <laughs> I was having a hard time keeping up. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got to tell you, I, I went to uh, Chicago Masonicon last year, and it was a great experience. Um, RJ did a great job putting that on. Uh, so super, super exciting. And of course, they're just, uh, I think they just had Esotericon um, with Dago out in California. Um, but uh, but yeah, there, there are some some great conversations happening in sort of the, the esoteric history of masonry and kind of where it all came from. So is there anything else about about your app, what we you'd like to discuss or put out there that we haven't touched upon? And I feel like we've where where do we start? <laughs> um, Michael, do you have uh, you have anything you want to call out, or you want me to dive in? Well, I just don't want to put too much pressure on you, buddy. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> we do only have about ten minutes, five or ten minutes. So <laughs> yeah, sure, go for it, Jeremy. Uh, you know, I, I think. Um, one of the things I'm excited about coming up, you know, we, we've talked about um, things like appendant bodies and, and how we can use King Solomon's Bass to reduce the number of dues cards in your pockets. Um, looking a little bit further further down the line, um, one of the things that, that is coming out is, you know, I said earlier, the ability to pay your dues with Amity, right? Um, but if you think about it, and, and one of the reasons that we've seen younger folks get a little bit turned off, I mean, you know, a lot of lodges appendant bodies still want checks for your membership and and kids look at that and go what's a check right like my, my five letter way to pay is venmo um you know what if for example like a mortgage you could say okay great i'm a member of five bodies you know however many how, however many it is let me pay one sum a month and whenever they're due amity will cut a check to your uh to your lodge to your shrine to your what have you right how can we make it easier for you to be a mason and not spend your time doing things like, oh my God, I forgot my dues are late. I got to find my checkbook and, you know, take away all that drama and say, great, it's easy now. Put in the numbers, put in the addresses, done. When it goes, it goes. And your lodge will never not have your money, you know, and you'll never have to think about it. You know, it's whatever, 20 bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month or, you know, however many it adds up to over the, the course of the year. Um, you know, so, so, Again, for us, it's just, we want to connect people. We want to make it easy for people to be Masons because we believe that Masonry has nothing to do with the administrative. We have professionals in our Grand Lodges to, do with it, to, to deal with that. But Lodges get so bogged down in this that it becomes an impediment to actually Masonry. That, that would be cool. As, as Secretary, I've gotten more than one time people Venmoing my personal account their dues so that I could write my personal check to cover their dues and it always feel a little weird about that, but yep, uh, yep, that would be cool. Well, and, um, and I think one of the things you know we sort of touched on, but but didn't um, talk too much about that you can already do is if you check into a meeting with Amity, you as the secretary can actually send yourself an email with that roster, right? So at the end of the night, you hit a button and effectively copy paste into your minutes, 
right? Now, it may not be everybody. There are always folks that don't want to use a smartphone or whatever it may be. Um, but I mean, again, when I was when I was a secretary, uh, I certainly didn't do it all right my year, but I spent almost an hour every meeting just organizing who showed up, you know, and where they came from. And are you a wrong worshipful, a right worshipful, or something else worshipful? Like, you know, it, it's ridiculous. But there's no reason that a computer can't put people in order for us. Like, why are we wasting our time doing this? So if, if we had a person that wasn't interested in doing the entry themselves, could we, older person maybe, could we enter their information for them so that they could, so a secretary of a lodge could, they, we could we could go, oh, yeah, John's here tonight <clears throat> and check him in. Or is the Amity app specific to the person holding the phone? Or can I, can I, you know, I would have to log out, log back in, or could the secretary say, oh yeah, he's here, he's here, he's here, check them all in through Amity. I'm, so, we're, we're, I'm probably asking a bigger question than we have time for, but go ahead. No, no, actually not, not at all. It's, it's a little bit of both. Um, we're, we're just around the corner from a, a big upgrade to that capability for that exact reason. Um, and, and the reason, sort of the main driver, we're working with a, a, lodge in, a Grand Lodge in the US um, to support their Grand Lodge meetings, right? And so they'll have proctors and they can actually, you know, in their case, enter a member number, pull up a profile and check that person into the meeting, right? And so it's a, it's a similar process to be able to say, you know, hey, this individual isn't, you know, for whatever reason, isn't, isn't using Amity. Okay, great. You know, we can, we can log his name and then sort of have him in the background. And, and uh, you know, when the secretary says, well, I'm going to add extra people. Okay. You know, here's the people that, you know, all show up or, or what have you. Um, so yeah, that's, that's absolutely possible. And it's getting a, it's getting a big facelift. Very cool. So I, 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 again, acknowledging that we have very few minutes left here. Um, the, uh, usually when we do this interviews, we, uh, we almost dedicate a whole episode to, so how did you become a Mason and what's your Masonic background and that sort of stuff. So if you guys wouldn't mind just real quick, you, you sort of said before we started recording about uh, how you, how the two of you got involved, Michael was, was uh, saying, would you mind just sort of giving a brief history of, of how you guys became Masons and how you became involved in this project? Well, I'll, I'll hand it over to Michael in a second. The one thing that I will say is Michael and I have actually been friends since we were about three. So, um, our, our friendship goes, you know, well past either of our careers in, in masonry. And, and, uh, you know, that, that was actually a big catalyst for us in, in starting, starting Amity, you know, cause we knew each other already. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you know, uh, Jeremy and I have known each other for quite some time and the truth is we're, we're both very blessed. Um, our Masonic journey uh, I, I just, I, I'm so grateful for it. And I know Jeremy is as well. I mean, we're both past masters of very old lodges, you know, on the East coast, my lodges uh, from when we can prove our origins and, and probably earlier is 1760 um, and, and carrying that tradition for a long time. Um, and I know Jeremy uh, has, has such a heart for his lodge as well. Um, so this is something that sort of is just really true to our nature and um, we saw just that there was a necessity for this. And, and we also wanted to do something special with the craft. Um, and and this, is, this is what brought us together, uh, you know, even tighter than we ever imagined. So uh, it's, it's certainly been an, an incredible education. I, I, I would have never thought in my wildest dreams I would have learned so much about Freemasonry um, throughout the world. In, in fact, just the other day, it's so funny, him and I were on the Jose Cuervo Express down in, in Mexico uh, back in March. 
And just the other day, we saw that Jose Cuervo, had his, his headstone, he was a Mason. It's like everywhere we go in all these countries throughout the world, um, masonry plays an intricate part in, in making those places better. And we have just a tremendous opportunity and, and we're tremendously blessed to, to, to be a part of this project. I mean, I can't believe that I have so many friends throughout the world who are like family to us and have taught us so many things about masonry and about ourselves. Um, it's just literally walking a dream. Well, I don't think I could come up with a better summary than that. So uh, it seems like <laughs> it seems like a good time to sign off. So uh, uh, Worshipful Brothers, uh, Michael Radigan, Jeremy Barnes, thank you again very much for appearing on our humble podcast. Happy to be here. Thank you. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And uh, uh, on behalf of Steve and David and Trevor and myself, uh, thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Working Tools podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>